and PPT podcast, Fitness Tips to Help Busy Dads Reach Their Fitness Goals Distilled Down into 10 to 15 Minutes. This is Episode 5, Why Busy Dads, and not just athletes, need power training. So, if you're a busy dad who wants to hear what it takes to achieve your fitness goals in the limited time available for exercise and working out, keep listening. You're in the right place. I'm your host, Chris Brown. I'm the owner of Muscle Performance Personal Training in Toronto, Canada. Today, I'm going to break down the importance of power training, why to incorporate it as part of a busy dad's fitness program. And we're also going to discuss or include some examples of how we can do that easily, effectively, and safely. So let's dive in. Okay, so to start off, this is a topic that every so often it's on my mind or, you know, it's kind of one of those topics that stays on my mind. And one of the reasons why is power and I guess losing power or it decreasing is really spoken about in terms of age-related declines for like different physical uh, capacities like strength, etc., it's really spoken about outside of athletics. Usually the only time we hear about it is, you know, you're watching sports or something and, you know, there's one of the players that have had a, a long career and they're towards the end of the career and the announcers are some say something like the guy looks like he's losing a step or he's lost a step. Maybe he's not able to react as quickly as he could previously or in his prime, something like that. So Yes, it's relevant in that context, but why I want to bring it up here is it's relevant beyond just the sporting or athletic context, right? Yes, power training, of course, is valuable for busy dads who are involved in recreational adult sport leagues, for sure, but also for dads who aren't. And we kind of want to cover this, all these applications in this episode, okay? So let's first talk about some scenarios where power training can be valuable beyond just athletics. First, maintaining your movement foundation and or your general level of athleticism because those things can allow you to keep playing with your kids for as long as possible or even you know when you have grandkids. It can also help dads who have physical jobs. Training power, or the ability of the muscles to contract and produce force quickly, but also absorb force quickly, can have a safety benefit, whether that's simply balance or in jobs where, you know, it's required to carry heavy things or kind of odd-shaped or oddly-weighted loads. The muscles being able to maintain ability to contract quickly can provide a safety benefit. And then more long-term, power training can also help with simply with balance, right? Producing force and absorbing force quickly. You know, as, as we all get older, even though it may be, you know, a few decades down the line, it's still something that we're all going to have to think about is balance. And of course, it's talked about a lot in, in hospitals and things like that is the fear of falling. Right, so maintaining that ability as best as possible for the muscles to contract quickly. The next thing to bring up is kind of this one of the overarching themes of fitness is something we've heard since we were young, and that is if you don't use it, 
you lose it. And I sort of alluded to this already, but power training definitely, or any physical capacity, falls into this camp, right? And that's why I say power training is, you know, just as important or should be mentioned more along with the other more frequently mentioned physical declines from aging. Things like lower bone density, yes, even for men, reduced muscle mass, reduced strength, those sorts of things. Also thinking about and mentioning power training as part of one of those capacities, right? And here's the stat. Did you know that power has been shown to decline about 10% more than strength in men beginning after age 40? As the decades go on, these declines accelerate. You know, a little bit more happens from 50 to 60. A little bit more happens from 60 to 70. That's not to scare you. It's just to give you the facts, the data of how, how these things change as we get older. And lastly, I just want to mention power is an important component of movement. We mentioned that already, but this in turn is an important component of feeling young and also feeling confident in our body's ability to move, to perform Okay, so with that covered, now how do we address it? Or how do we incorporate this into training or into a fitness program? Right? Because I guess the main point here is that power training, it's not only what elite athletes are doing, you know, jumps, complex agility drills, those sorts of things. Power is just the ability of the muscle to contract faster, whether that's to produce force or to absorb force. How do we do that? Let's give some examples here. One way is to incorporate power training in terms of the exercises you normally do or that you would normally do, whether it's at home or at the gym. You just perform those exercises by lifting with a higher than normal speed. And in turn, you're using a lighter than normal weight. Okay, now I do want to stress that if we're talking about something like push-ups or like a squat, if you're doing a push-up, you're pushing yourself up faster than normal, right? The effort is there. Or in a squat, using a little lighter weight, and you're trying to stand up from the bottom of the squat faster than normal. But when you're lowering yourself into that push-up, when you're lowering yourself into the, the squat, you're controlling the speed of that portion of the exercise, right? We're not just going trying to go very fast and disregard form. You're just trying to lift fast, produce force quickly in this example. And when you're doing the lowering, lowering portion of the exercise, you control that. Another way we can incorporate power training is having a speed or power day, right? This is particularly useful if you're a busy dad who plays in a recreational sport league, okay? And you're getting closer to the sports season or to a competition. If it has competitions instead of a, a season, you're getting closer to those things, you want to train a little bit more power and get the muscles ready to, or get the muscles um, used to contracting faster again. So you can create a speed or power day. So one day could be more sort of strength based where it's a little bit more resistance, a little bit more weight and a little bit more of a traditional workout. And then the speed power day, again, it's using lighter weights and moving at faster speeds. Okay, and in general, we can also use rep speed as a means of varying the exercises. Just like every so often we change the rep range or you change the weight or resistance you use so that you're not always doing the workout, a workout the exact same way every time. So instead of always doing 
bench press, for example, the exact same way. One way to vary it besides switching up the type of bench press or changing the rep range is to use a different rep speed. And you can lift faster in this instance since we're talking about power training. Another way we can incorporate it is in the warm-up. So instead of changing the main exercises or adding in different exercises into the main part of the workout, we can also incorporate power training uh, exercises or power training drills into the warm-up. And a couple things. One, this is a really good option if you haven't done any sort of power training for a really long time, like we're talking years and years and years, because usually you're going to do less reps during the warm-up than you do of exercises in the main part of the workout. So this can be used as a way to build up your body's ability to do it safely. So we don't do too much too fast, and then you end up having a higher risk of injury. The other point with the warm-up is it's a great part to put in body weight type of drill. Things like any types of jumps or, you know, the agility ladder, quick feet type drills that people might have, who, who grew up playing sports, they might have done in sports practice. Those are actually great drills in terms of power training because usually you move your body faster than normal, right? And by doing it in the warm-up, it's a great way to control or limit that stress when you're just getting started implementing it. Now, sort of in line with that, let's give a few more keys about doing this safely. If you haven't done this stuff, if you haven't done power training um, in your workouts for months or years or since you were younger, we want to start conservatively, right? Because we're not in our 20s anymore. We want to start conservatively to minimize injury risk. We don't want this leading to injuries where you can't work out, you can't be physically active, and or that it's something that affects your ability to do your job. Okay, so point number one, don't start out with the stuff you used to do in high school or university. Don't start out there. Next point, don't start with 100% effort. Remember, power training is just training the body, training the muscles to contract faster than normal. Anything faster than normal will have an effect. So for example, start with 60 or 70% effort. Again, this would be a great time to do things in the warm-up. Do that for a few weeks. If that's all good, your body feels good, you're enjoying it, then go up to 70 to 80% effort. The key is, just like we would do with, uh, with resistance training exercises, we're using a progressive approach. It allows not only the muscles and the nervous system to get used to this speed of movement again, but also importantly, this gives time for the muscle tendons and ligaments to get used to doing these movements again. Right? So that's an important point of why we would start power training, but build up the intensity or the effort progressively. So that it gives, you know, not just the muscle, not just the nervous system, but also the tendons and ligaments time to adapt and get used to it. And just to reiterate, remember, anything faster than your normal movement speed will train power. Okay, so let's wrap this up. We covered a lot in this episode. But the important point is that power training can be a valuable part of an overall fitness program for busy dads or really anyone getting older. This is because power declines faster than muscle strength as we get above 40 years of age, right? Now, how we incorporate it matters. There's kind of two key guidelines. One, power training isn't only what we see elite athletes do. Big jumps, complex agility drills done at very fast speeds. It's not just that. 
Power training is just faster than normal muscle contractions, both to produce force or absorb it. And this leads into the next point. Safety matters. Start cautiously. We discussed some examples in the episode that covered a spectrum of how you can incorporate these drills into workouts safely. And starting safely or starting cautiously may mean beginning with agility ladder or quick feet type drills, not any jumping or anything like that. Okay. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate if you leave a review for the podcast on your platform of choice, probably the one you're listening to it on. All right. I want to thank you for listening to this episode, episode five of the MPPT podcast. Tune in again next week for next week's episode. This is Chris Brown. I'm the host of the MPPT podcast and the owner of Muscle Performance Personal Training in Toronto, Canada. Thanks again for listening. And until next week, take action and stay healthy.